Council. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks moved higher, S&P 500 index capping a fifth monthly gain. S&P 500 index up today by two-tenths of one percent, higher by three points to 21.73. NASDAQ also moving higher up seven to 51.62, a gain there of one-tenth of one percent, but a losing day for the Dow Jones Industrial Average, down 24 points to 18,432. That was a drop of one-tenth of one percent. Tenure up 14.30 seconds, looking at a yield of 1.45 percent. Gold advancing 17.40 the ounce to 13.49, a gain there of 1.3 percent. And crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, up 34 cents a barrel, 41.48, a gain there of eight-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. The world of horse racing has a big race this Sunday at Monmouth Park in southern New Jersey. The Haskell Invitational, it's a $1 million race. And the entrance of a, well, a three-year-old cult named Exaggerator is turning the race into one of the biggest of the year. It's going to take on rival Nyquist as well as, as the Kentucky Derby dinner uh, uh, winner. And uh, we know that Nyquist plays third in the Preakness and won four out of the five meetings with Exaggerator. Here to tell us more about this is our own Bloomberg's racing enthusiast, Gary Edel, and also professional handicappers Peter Rotondo and Lee Davis from Team Rotondo. Thanks very much for being with us, Peter. I wonder if you could just describe for us uh, this entrance of a, a Exaggerator into the race on on Sunday. What is that uh, that doing to your uh, your handicapping? Well, Exaggerator, he was he's been working out training at Saratoga, and uh, I was there last week. And uh, to be quite frank with you, his last work wasn't that good. So I was thinking that he was going to skip the Haskell, but lo and behold, he's in it. And uh, there's a lot of horses that have you know, have, will be forwardly placed in this race. There's a, a field of six, and one through five, Nyquist down to American Freedom. They were all going to be close to the pace. An exaggerator, I imagine, will be laying back, and if the pace is fast enough, he'll be coming late uh, with his late uh, usual charge and maybe pick up the pieces. But keep in mind, Mammoth Park is a type of racetrack that usually favors front runners or stalkers. But having said that, not to hedge, but Exaggerator loves it wet, and there is some rain in the forecast for uh, Sunday. So it should be a very interesting day at the races at Mammoth for the Haskell. All right, so, guys, I, I, I know nothing about horse racing, nothing at all. Um, I find it fascinating to watch, you know, the the race at Ascot or the Grand National, or I'll watch some of the uh, Triple Crown here in the U.S., but beyond that, Gary, how much does the horse have to do with it, and how much does the jockey have to do with it? I mean, is the jockey just basically sitting there, or does he actually play an important role? You know what? The uh, It really is all about the horse and the conditioning about the horse. And a jockey, you don't want to really downplay it. They are pretty much just along for the ride. But you do have certain jockeys that fit certain horses. Uh, for instance, Mike Smith, guy is fantastic on nursing speed in the front which means is that if you have a horse that likes to go to the lead, again, racing is made up of pace scenarios. Just like humans, you have uh, you have horses that like to go to the lead. You have horses that like to uh, lay back off the lead. You have closers. So Mike Smith has a fantastic way of gauging pace. 
So what he could do is he could go out with a horse that's a, a speedball, and he could just slow the race down. And then when everyone tries to come and catch him, he still has a lot of horse left, and he'll just bing push. Does the, the horse know how long the race is? Does it know when the finish line is coming? You know, it's all about conditioning, and uh, they have a good sense for it. They uh, the jockeys have certain hand signals that they'll give them when they hold the reins. But uh, I think uh, probably Peter or actually Lee probably could be a little bit uh, better in explaining about the importance of a jockey. Lee? Go, go ahead, Lee Davis. Um, well, I'll tell you the truth. I, I agree with Gary. It's uh, mostly the horse. But um, if you have a good jockey, that other, I guess it's 90% horse and 10% jockey. But if you don't have a real good jockey, you only have 90% and you lose that other 10%. So if you have a good a good jockey on him, that 10% uh, comes in handy in a, in a tight situation when you have to make a decision. It's easy when you have a horse, he's a speed horse, and he goes to the lead and nobody chases him and he runs around. I could be on the horse even though I'm way over 250 pounds. Um, but you know what I mean. If in a tight situation or when you, you know, a good jockey is a good handicapper. But Lee, that, this, is what, the, this is why I'm wondering because we always talk, we're talking about exaggerate, we're talking about Nyquist, and nobody ever says, hey, this jockey is amazing. Um, they don't seem to be as famous. I mean, Peter, do you think about the the jockey when you're handicapping who's going to win and who's going to lose? Not, not, uh, very, uh, very uh, small about the, a small amount. I, I, I think about the horse and and the pace of the race. You know, it's just it's, it's actually uh, it's really simple. If there are a lot of front runners, the better horse that comes from the back. If the pace is going to be, uh, you know, the faster front, like I said, the closes come in, and vice versa. If there's just one speed horse, he could dictate the pace and probably could just march around the racetrack. So the jockey. You know, when it comes down to that photo finish at the end, maybe the jockey, uh, you know, the better jockey may get the nod over the uh, less experienced one. But everyone that's in these graded races, all these jockeys that run, whether it be at Saratoga, at, uh, you know, with the, you know, the, the big graded races they have there, or at Mammoth for the Haskell, or at Del Mar, the Pacific Classic, they're all top-notch jockeys. You know, you could just, uh, it's a hairline track, you know, hairline between all of them, among all of them. Gary, I want to just bring in the topic of the Betfair Exchange, and you describe this as Wall Street meets handicapping. Explain what is Betfair Exchange. Well, once again, I'm going to turn this over to Peter and Lee, who are contractors now with Betfair, but uh, this is going to be unbelievable. This is going to be the new, I don't want to say day trading, but this is going to bring Wall Street into the art of wagering. So, Peter and Lee, I'm going to just turn it over to you guys. All right, well, Betfair Exchange... First of all, is one of the world's greatest international online gaming providers. Now, what is exchange wagering? It utilizes cutting-edge technology to allow players to propose or match anonymous trades with each other. Now, the key features of exchange wagering, they include great value odds. You always look for great value when you're betting. And two, you could even wager during the actual running of the race. You could bet or back a horse at a specific odds, odds, and those odds will be locked in. As opposed to power mutual wagers, you can bet a horse at 8-1 to one with 10 minutes to go. So we got we got to run Peter Rotondo, Lee Davis, Team Rotondo, Gary Edel, Bloomberg racing enthusiast. This is Bloomberg. Coming up on, t- on Bloomberg... Bloomberg Law, an unusual decision. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals telling the California Supreme Court it needs to do a better job of explaining why it's dismissing a prisoner's challenge to being detained. 